What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 123 of Land Parties from the Las Vegas Review Journal. This episode is brought to you by Blue Wire. I am your host, Lucas Egan, and joining me, as always, is my fantastic co-host, Ryan Smith. Ryan, how was your weekend? You partied it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I went to the Unleash the Beast event at the HyperX Arena. I uh, had a great time with Las Vegas Inferno. Um, got to meet Kevin. Uh, we've had we had Kevin on the show from the HyperX Arena. Complete gamer, somebody that we uh, uh, hopefully will have on the show at some point in time. Uh, here soon, um, but he works throughout the community, especially like with the youth and integrating gaming and things of that nature, which is really cool. Uh, maybe uh, lots of lots of uh, it was a good time. It was nice to get out and and chill and hang out with people. And then the rest of it, I just basically spent cleaning. I I played a little bit of Destiny too. The season's wrapping up. We're gonna get into it. Um, but I didn't end up getting the title or any of that. I just I missed so much time and I lost my hard drive and I had those computer issues. So. Uh, I didn't stress it. I'm really excited for this next season, though, and and we'll get into that. Like I said, but other than that, it was um, it was uh, pretty pretty chill. Did some cleaning. My mom got into town last night, um, so uh, yeah, it all is well. How about you, how about yourself, my friend? It was a uh, it was a weekend. That's that's for yeah. sure. Um, you know, as as I mentioned last week, my girlfriend was in the hospital. We had to go back for a couple days. Uh, luckily everything's good now, uh, knock on wood now that we kind of got, hopefully all that's out of the way. Uh, but that was yeah. pretty much my weekend, but, uh, she's healthy and back home. So that's, that's all that matters. Awesome. Ryan, I hope you're taking, uh, I hope you're taking your mom somewhere special when she's in town. I'm leaving town. We're actually leaving town. So it's crazy. So she's watching the little, little and, uh, uh, you know, m- myself and uh, mom and uh, uh, my daughter Lincoln, we're all going to Chicago where my dad is. I'm going, we're, we're going there for one of my friends uh, is getting married this weekend. Uh, one of my friends from college. So she's going to watch baby here while we're in Chicago. And then we're going to come back. And, and then uh, my niece is graduating next week. So we'll be celebrating going to the graduation, all that stuff. So it's going to be a busy like these next couple of weeks are, are going to be busy moving around a lot. <laughs> there you go. Uh, a lot of celebrations, yeah. though. It'll be fun stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but let's get into uh, some news. There's a lot of news I felt uh, that that kind of dropped. Um, starting off, there was a report on Friday, uh, basically, and I kind of, dude, I said something about this uh, not too long ago, especially after uh, EA lost the rights or gave up the rights. I'm still kind of uncertain on that uh, to, to, I believe it's FIFA. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and I and I know there's been a lot of companies that have been uh, merging or selling off and stuff like that. And it seems as though, according to reports, EA is also looking to do the same thing. Um, it, it, it's crazy. And, and what's really interesting to this is who uh, some of these companies that are potentially interested in uh, in EA um Basically, you've got Disney, Apple, and Amazon, uh, who are are potential people that that or or companies that 
could look at buying EA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it really makes sense for Amazon, especially with their gaming division. I mean, let's be real about it. They are struggling. Right. Um, their first, the first game, uh, I don't even remember the name. I can't remember the name of it, uh, but never even made it out of, out of development. Um, or it was either out of development or out of beta. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one crucible, uh, which was, it was, Solid mechanically, uh, there were some issues, but uh, it just did not catch on. It was a hard genre as a MOBA, um, and it's a hard genre to to jump into, especially for their first game, uh, essentially. And then uh-huh. you had New World, which started off with rave reviews, but as people got to the end game, you, you realized there just was not enough content and it's funny because i just watched this youtube video uh there's a series called death of a game and someone uh this person did it and and i didn't realize just there i mean this thing just how like behind the scenes you could see how this would turn out to be how it how it turned out Mm. um which is unfortunate so i would say that's two strikes for them so maybe you know they just need to really shore up their back end Uh and get more experienced people in in whatever the genre and maybe not try to be so ambitious i mean you can but if you're going to be that ambitious you better execute on on the end result Otherwise, right. you are going to get eviscerated by everybody. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully, you know, that could be good. Uh, Apple, again, we talked about this beforehand. Apple's got, you know, they've got, and I I have uh, uh, the Apple uh, game subscription or whatever. And there's some games I play on there. Again, I'm not much of a mobile gamer, mm-hmm. but I know that there's a huge market of people around the world that that do play mobile games and their games aren't like those gotcha games they're like right. legitimate games with stories and you can play it on your ipad you can play it on your iphone any apple device that you have um so it's actually a good i feel starter point if somebody couldn't put the investment in on like a console or doing a pc or even uh you know a plethora of games i feel like you know everybody's got a phone Mm-hmm. <laughs> they said that people was it uh uh blizzcon they said oh, oh gosh oh no <laughs> don't you guys have phones <laughs> everybody's got phones and if you couldn't afford something more expensive i feel like it's a solid offering um to be able to use on your phone obviously there's cloud mm-hmm. services as well but um yeah, this is this this deal is not surprising to me. I feel like EA has been on the, the decline. They right. lost. Didn't EA lose Star Wars uh, I mean, as well? They lost the exclusivity of it. Uh, exclusivity yeah. of it, which was huge because I think I think they got sick and tired of them of them uh, uh, messing with that IP and yeah. not putting out a solid product. You know, it not only does it tarnish ea but also that brand and and you know we all know that star wars has a huge community and a huge following so you know to me that was the that was the writing in the sand 
right there where you start and then you had FIFA going away as well. It's like, oh, this is this is not looking for EA. You know, they've been that that whole their model, I feel, has been recycle a new game every year from a series with minimal changes. And then we're gonna add in microtransactions and these card packs, which then to me becomes a play to win type mm. of scenario anyway or or pay to win not play to win uh pay to win which is it's just not that's not cool man right you know everybody games should be about everybody having equal access to everything and then if you want to charge on something make it cosmetic right make it you know th- so that they can stand out i've got no problem with that but when it's like oh you can build a team based on these cards by this rng of you know there's no telling like i'm like yeah mm, that seems super scummy so i'm not surprised that this is happening mm-hmm. by any means but I, I i am curious and then of course uh, i'm sorry i totally forgot disney and then we have the the disney aspect which to me of all of them is the one that least or makes the least amount of sense um however it could just be disney trying to to grab up those ips right. and secure and lock them in and not have any kind of third party weird you know sony thing going on (laughs) uh so we'll see what are your thoughts on this lucas yeah uh you know as you just said disney seems to make the least sense uh i i guess like my my main logic would be if if disney really wanted to jump into back into the gaming space in a big way this is probably their quickest path you know is just to pick up a big company like this that already has the infrastructure and a bunch of studios ready to go uh, so if Disney really wants to enter that that world, that's it. Uh, I would be interesting uh, interested because Disney obviously owns everything these days from Marvel uh, to Star Wars. You know what would that mean uh, for the future of say Marvel games? You know would they continue to let uh, uh, you know like a, a PlayStation Studio take it, like we saw with Insomniac and mm-hmm. Spider Man, or would that just be exclusively to EA uh, and you know, I wonder what the effects would be, right? Because because you look at like Spider Man uh, and how great that turned out, you wouldn't want to stifle that kind of creation and quality. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, same. You know, and and Apple, I kind of think of the same vein here. Is you know, Apple Arcade is I think an interesting idea. Uh, as you said, Ryan, everybody has a cell phone, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you know, when you have such a big investment in a piece of technology as we have to pay for cell phones these days, I think a, a gaming service like Apple Arcade is a, a really big added value because uh, then you can get more uh, entertainment use out of it. And uh, you know, these games on Apple Arcade uh, have some of them are, are really high quality experiences. You know that mm-hmm. could rival you know a, a console game. So. Uh, but the one thing I would wonder about that is Apple is is notoriously does not like to to play well with other platforms. <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. you wonder if they bought EA, does that mean EA properties are only going to be on Apple? Like would they would they really cut that off? Like you'd think no, uh, but given to Apple's history, uh, I kind of think yes. Like like right. that, that just hasn't been their mo to to play well with everybody else. Uh, Amazon does make the most sense to me. Uh, they do need. 
uh, I think steady hands. And if they're gonna do more ambitious projects, they need a, like a steady string of hits to support it in case those projects fail, which EA could deliver with like the Maddens of the world uh, and and mm-hmm. whatnot. So I think that makes a lot of business sense. Uh, and just just from a game creation sense, they could probably benefit from all the expertise EA can bring and their studios. Uh, not to mention all the IP that would would come with it uh so i think amazon apple and disney that would be like my list of most likely to least likely however uh (laughs) there's part of me that's like man disney seems to be able to just buy whatever they have their eyes on so Mm -hmm. i kind of wouldn't be surprised if disney swooped in with such a big offer that uh amazon and apple just couldn't compete with it well it's interesting too because this this started um with where ea essentially was pursuing talks with nbc universal mm-hmm. and i think that's another interesting one even to start with but i think we're seeing more and more of especially within film and tv and streaming and ott um we're seeing these these companies and these media companies looking at these gaming divisions and saying, Hey, what can we do with that? Like there's been talks about destiny. Uh, I believe it was a TV show or a movie. I'm hoping it's a TV show. Um, I, I would take either, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, that's that could be something too, where we have one of these media companies come in and then they start making films or series based off of uh, these characters. So I think it's very viable, you know, in these IPs that they have. I don't, I just don't know, you know, exactly which way this is going to go, but. I think the biggest part about that or about this is the fact that they are EA as a company seems to be actively looking for it looks like they are ready to get out and and be done with it and and let it be somebody else's. you know, issue or whatever. Uh, <laughs> no, let, let me, Brian, because I know this, obviously this is really early and whatever deal is, is probably going to take some time. Do you see mm-hmm. PlayStation or Xbox trying to swoop in here and make a play for, for EA themselves? Uh, I mean, I think they could do that. I just don't know if they, I mean, they might, they might do it, but I mean, it, it really, I, I think it, what it really breaks down to is what EA is looking for in a deal like this. Mm-hmm. What kind of, you know, monetary thing can they sell off for and then be done with it? So it might not, it might not make sense for a traditional Microsoft or, or Sony to get it just because their ask is a lot more than what they are valuing mm-hmm. the company and their IPs. Uh, so, I mean, again, think about it. EA, what, what was the last just straight from them uh, game? And I don't mean what I mean by that, I guess is, is, you know, FIFA is associated with a, a sport and you have right. all the sports games. Um, they they do have Battlefield, uh, but I can't really. Did they do Apex as well? It was not really them. It's Respawn that does uh, Apex, right? I think. Right. I think so. Okay. Yeah. And they were working underneath or something like that of EA. So that could be something because Apex Legends is is 
they're the publisher uh, of it. Um, but we know that that's got a huge fan fan base. They put a lot of work in that game, and, and very seemingly they will continue uh, doing the work and, and making that game better and better. Mm-hmm. So to me, there's definitely there's definitely stuff to be had. There's just not a lot off the off the top of my head that I can think EA wise because I don't really play sports games anymore. They just became kind of boring, right? Uh, and I think partly too because I kind of stopped watching a lot of sports too. So like now, now I don't I don't even know how, who, who who like half the people are. It'd be like me <laughs> trying to watch wrestling, like. You know, I remember like the Ultimate Warrior and the Undertaker. Now it's like Jim Bob Biggins, and I'm just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you know, this is this is not surprising. We'll see who this end, ends up. I think somebody will end up picking picking this up, though. Who it'll be? It's anybody's guess. It looks like they are testing the waters and and casting a wide net. Right. Yeah. And especially if it's one of those three that we had listed, Amazon, Apple or Disney, if one of those three picks it up, I think it says a lot about the direction that whatever comp- that company is, is going to swing for, which mm-hmm. for the, in, in the case of two of them, Apple and Disney would be a pretty significant shift uh, toward gaming. So if it's one of those two, that would be fascinating to see uh, how that kind of manifests going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100 percent. Um, shifting gears here a little bit, this is, this is pretty major news, especially in the video gaming world. We have had now our first major unionization in the video game industry, uh, within Raven software, which is under Activision Blizzard. Um, this is, this is huge for obviously a number of reasons. I don't know if you guys know, but majority, I think pretty much for the video gaming industry, nothing is unionized. So you have a lot of people, artists, I mean, I'm just going to say specifically, cause I know some uh, 3d artists and people that have worked on major productions and don't get me wrong. They, you know, they get, they get, uh, uh, solid money depending on where you are position wise and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is a ton of. Of, of burnout and there's a ton of people getting hired on as contractors mm-hmm. so they're not really employees they're just so you, and if you guys are any or familiar with any of that stuff contractors tend to have different rules and, and and things that they have to follow outside of um actual employees obviously the company doesn't have to pay insurance or health insurance or you know any of that stuff so um, they, they went in, this is, uh, from Raven software. It was a, a team of 28 quality assurance testers. Um, and they basically voted to unionize. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know in terms of, I think this will, will bring some protection for employees and for, uh, uh, Folks that are under that union, I, I I'm trying to look for it real quick, um, but it was under it's a specific. Oh, it's there. It is Communication Workers of America is the union uh, that they have joined. Um, so this is going to have a huge impact in terms of um, just employees in this union will have protection um, from just getting you know things such as 
being able to have health care, being able to to uh, I'm not 100 percent sure uh-huh. um, exactly what it means in terms of them. I, I just know that it will bring in and kind of put in regulations and 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 ways to be able to protect the worker um, basically from from kind of abusive workplace environments and, right. and situations. Yeah, I mean, this is an industry that that desperately needs unions. Uh, you know, the the stories uh, across the industry uh, from countless companies about difficult conditions, from crunch to, as you said, being hired as as contractors rather than employees, so that you don't get benefits and and whatnot. Uh, this stuff just needs to to change. You know, it, it's 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 mm-hmm. crazy crazy to think that here we are in 2022 and this is uh, a battle that's still being waged that that might finally finally just start to be starting to, to turn uh in a, in a good mm-hmm. way it's just it's it's crazy to think that um you know we think back to uh the book uh the that i'm blanking on the jason schreier wrote, wrote last year last year that we, mm-hmm. we talked to him about you know just on these these stories of of insane conditions that drive people out of this industry uh regardless of if they're a veteran that's been a part of it for 20 years or somebody new trying to establish themselves and it's sad uh you know there's always that danger that you're pushing a creative genius away just because of the working condition so thank goodness uh hopefully this is the first of many a successful mm-hmm. union effort across the industry because right they they need to standardize this stuff and it's it's it it still boggles the mind that they haven't to the to this point in time yeah and and i just want to there's a there's a couple points here uh, and i just want to quote directly from the uh from this article uh here in a second this article is written by andrew limbong of npr uh but it it states in an article activision blizzard had initially tried to stop the vote from happening in the first place splitting up the qa workforce among different departments within raven software and arguing to the national labor relations board that the qa workers didn't qualify as a bargaining unit at, at the time brian raffle studio head of Raven Software, said the restructuring of the QA workers had been in the works since 2021 and was part of a broader plan to integrate studio QA more into the development process. Um, Kind of, and we know too, when there's, when there's, uh, at least I've been in a situation um, where people start rumbling and there's little rumbles and then those rumbles get up to higher ups and then people are looking at you like, are your people starting a union? And you're like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like what? You, like you know. Uh-huh. Um, so it's interesting that that they too, because because you also had a quote in there from Bobby uh, Bobby Kotick, um, hmm. which is, I mean, the typical corporate statement about it we're glad to to help our employees and we want to make sure it's a you know all 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 that uh uh mess but um yeah this is huge and i think this is a first step hopefully in the industry and more uh positions and more of the uh just different groups and sectors within the sector are able to be able to work fairly along with everybody else and have the the same abilities they're putting in the work and and I know that work is is long and 
it can be brutal and you know it's like we got to make sure that we people need to the companies need to start being held accountable right. and i think we're going to see more and more of this we had amazon amazon the same thing happened i think it was like over in new york and new jersey where they also just unionized um so i think we're going to see more of that stuff i think you know again the pandemic really brought to light what was important in people's lives yep. and and the way they're they're being treated versus how much time was being put into the work with such little benefit you're just you know it's like wait a second i got a whole other life outside of this like i am i am working to live i'm not living to work you know what i'm saying so um yeah this is this is i think this is a step in the right direction we'll see and and also too if the if the microsoft uh, uh uh activision blizzard um goes through then this is something then that Microsoft is going to have to look at. I'd imagine if they're not already looking at that now, right? Which they are. If I thought of it, they've already thought of it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you know, we'll see how they start integrating that, or if we see more union uh, unionization of of uh, developers and and different sectors within the gaming industry. I think could be huge. I think it's appropriate though. Again, you have a SAG AFTRA, you have uh mm-hmm. the you, you have there's a there's a newly formed union for uh content creators. Right. I can't, I think, or no, I'm sorry. Uh they they now content creators and and influencers now fall under SAG AFTRA uh uh union. So you can apply for SAG being an influencer. Yeah. Nice. So I think we're going to see more of this stuff as the media and as the technology uh, continues to change. Yeah, that's great news. Uh, yeah, working conditions should not be the reason why anyone decides to leave the gaming industry. You know, we right. we want you know if if people leave the gaming industry, we want we want it to be because you know they're they're just at a different stage in their life, not because they feel beaten down, unsafe, or don't have health benefits. So this this can only right. help. Uh, the industry as a whole. Absolutely. Uh, We will continue monitoring that as well. In the meantime, let's take a quick commercial break. We'll be back on the back end with more news. Back on the back end. If you love listening to us here on Land Parties, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no better place to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listening to us talk about your favorite team or game, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for listening to those short messages. Ryan, I'm not going to keep you waiting. 
I know you're excited about this next topic, and I'm just going to let you go for a little bit. There was some big Destiny 2 news. Ryan, I'm going to sit back for, a, for just for a couple minutes here. Take it away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, I, I've been waiting for this uh, for some time. We had the Witch Queen drop here a few months ago, uh, also with that with the new season. Um, so that new season actually came to an end as of about an hour ago of this recording on Tuesday. So the new season, Season of the Haunted, is out, and boy, oh boy, does it look fun um we get a lot of this is what i'm 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 picking up and i'm really liking uh so far number one we get the leviathan back this is from the raid uh from the original destiny to the vanilla destiny to um drop with callus we've done uh, uh multiple raids actually took place in this place and then it disappeared once we had uh beyond light uh, from that, we had uh, in Season of the Chosen, the uh, Presage mission, which was this like very creepy, really, really cool and different tonal wise from what Destiny had done in the past. But we got a little more insight into uh, what happened in the Leviathan and and uh, what Callus was doing with the Crown of Sorrows and how Callus had communed with the darkness. Um, this past season, we had had uh, Vox Obscura, which then basically confirmed that Callus ha has basically become a disciple of the witness uh, or the darkness. So um, we're going to get huge, huge news in this season, uh, which is awesome. We, As you can see, if you're seeing it on the screen, uh, this is basically confirming that we're getting Solar 3.0. They went back and reworked Void last season they came in for solar this season which i'm really excited about and um obviously new weapons new missions all that good stuff uh there's a scythe i don't even know if that's you like if can you use that i hope so um <laughs> it's you know you know i'm gonna yeah i i am going and i have been fanboying over this since i saw the trailer uh i'm pumped if you are anything if you if you know any of the lore for destiny uh this has got to be really exciting we know as we get closer and closer to uh light fall and then um i can't remember the last major one uh but as we we know that this story is coming to a conclusion mm -hmm. so each new season each new piece of content and they're really really doing a good job now of being able to incorporate story in lore into the actual game uh -huh. um plus this being a you know i'm kind of surprised that they didn't save this for like the halloween like october for the fall right um but you know again uh, however their story goes the new armor uh the armor looks amazing uh, i'm really pumped about this i i am pumped i mean again it, it's it's another season i don't know if they've added any new activities uh-huh uh, i do know that there is a new dungeon however on leviathan um so we will we, we will we will be going back to leviathan we know that they're the nightmare um the nightmares are now in uh are on there so we're basically gonna be fighting nightmare versions i'm guessing of uh foes from the past so 
this shit, I, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I am absolutely pumped uh, for this. If you're, again, if you're, if you have not, or you do not play Destiny, it's a good time to be able to uh, hop into the, uh, into the, uh, the game and start playing yeah you know that's I, my pitch <laughs> it was a good pitch it was a good pitch Thanks. uh i i really you gotta respect the way that they uh kind of took their lumps early on with destiny uh vanilla destiny and destiny 2 and i've really kind of morphed mm-hmm. and changed into something that uh fans love uh because that really wasn't the case uh, you know all those years ago uh where people loved the gameplay i think the gameplay was always something that people uh grew addicted to uh but like especially mm-hmm. with the lore and the story stuff uh definitely needed some work uh especially going back to to the first game uh so it's nice to yeah. see them kind of find their stride and craft this world expand this world and and create something uh, that fans love and, and that they keep attracting new players to because uh, that wasn't always a foregone conclusion that 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 could be what it, it got to. So the fact that they are at this point, I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, you love you'd love to see the, su- the success stories, right? These are one of those stories where a game just kept at it. Uh, you know, granted, they had a stronger base than a lot of uh games that had trouble launches had but uh Mm -hmm. it's great it's just great to see them hit their stride yeah and and they've continued to evolve and i think it was kind of necessary uh for them what what took place was from destiny one which by the end of destiny one it had got they had gotten it to taken king was absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. and they had gotten it to a really good place then when they came out with destiny 2 vanilla like it's like they took everything good from destiny one they completely stripped it (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna strip it it's like from starting over it it was terrible and uh you know that's when i took my break from destiny i was like i'm over i'm done giving them money this ain't it Mm -hmm. this ain't it then i finally came back on shadow keep and i was like oh yeah this is it this is it and i haven't stopped since um but you know it's it's interesting that they 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 made those changes we're back into a good place and then they made the announcement that they are not going to make a destiny Mm three that they are just going to build in this this infrastructure of destiny two and that was the right move for them to make instead of trying to divert resources and things to another game just build in this in this sandbox that you've already created you know and i think that's indicative of why they are hitting their stride now they no longer have to worry about what comes next they are just making content for this game and it can continue continue it and add because a lot of this stuff too this is stuff that we've all done but but now i guess and i guess i mean it, they're they're working it into the story with it coming back but it doesn't i i feel like there is a little bit of a case and i know there's a little bit of a uh, pushback from people saying ah uh, this is just recycled content it's like, all right, in a sense, I kind of agree. Uh-huh. You know, there, there's nothing really other than than Solar 3.0. There's going to be guns added, but a lot of the guns are going to come from the Menagerie raid mm-hmm. uh, from before. So I don't know how many actual new, new guns. But again, I didn't play Menagerie 
So it's going to be new to me uh-huh. and being able to do that. So I'm excited. Or maybe people, because I feel like a lot of this too, people didn't enjoy it. The, the fan base is, has grown exponentially and there's more and more people that have hopped into it. So this is also giving some people a chance to play some of those old classics right. that maybe they didn't get a chance to play or use. And now with this new light level, their new system of guns, they're now able to bring in some of these older guns, some of our fans and favorites uh, back into this revitalized system that they've created. And I think that, you know, it, it makes sense as to as to why they're doing it. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped for this. I'm excited to get back into Leviathan. We've been wondering what's up with uh, Callus. His daughter now ha- has an alliance with us, Kaital and the uh, cabal so we're kind of working together with them this is her father she's the one that that exiled her father like there's gonna be some spicy story in this season so i i am very excited for it <laughs> good 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 so destiny fans enjoy and and as ryan said if you're not a destiny fan jump in because uh looks like they are on fire right now uh the, yep. the last topic i wanted to bring up ryan uh is we got a release date for modern warfare 2 which is coming out this October. Uh, and, and one of the mm. main reasons I wanted to bring this up is, uh, you know, with the delay of like Starfield and, and whatnot recently, we don't, mm-hmm. and I, I know this is going to change after some summer game fest gets going, but as of today, we don't really have that many release dates later in the year. And so, no. you know, Call of Duty is still one of the bigger launches in the industry. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, given how <laughs> the other big titles are starting to clear out, uh, this could be uh, um, the uh, one of those years that, that this is a, a bigger launch than, than normal because uh, the competition just seems to be a lot less this fall. Dude, it's funny that you say that because we were talking so much about how spicy 2022 is going to be, but it... A lot of the a lot of the spice kind of fizzled out. There is the the delays, you know, a lot of delays that happened that pushed things to 2023 and beyond. So you're right. This this is going to be huge again. Modern Warfare Two. So I'm, I'm I take it this is a remake of uh, uh, which was a, a fan favorite. I remember Modern Warfare Two. I absolutely loved it. Um, I just don't know where I'm at in terms of this uh, because I don't know. The last few Call of Duties just haven't done it for me, you know, and and now, you know, I know there's a lot of people that play Warzone. and, and, And here's another issue for me is that those games are huge on your and and a, a PS5 doesn't have a lot of memory. If you got a PC, you know, and and hopefully you have an external or something like that. But like that I'm talking like 150 gigs for everything. It, it was too much. It was too much. Um so that kind of dissuaded me from playing, but even still I'm just like, well what's the point because there's just going to be a new one here next year. So like maybe I don't I, I didn't even look at Vanguard I did I did not like like any time I I just I don't know something about the World War like the older ones I'm just kind of lose interest I feel like they've done kind of a bad job as of late which used to be you know that was one of the ones that you would be more interested in doing right. is something you know as opposed to all this technology but maybe I've just been so desensitized from from you know i need fast action and and you know i I don't know 
you, you know what's interesting to me about that is I, I've kind of thought th- about that too, and I think uh, mm. back in in back in the day <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when you'd get like the World War settings for like Medal of Honor and Call of Duty uh, back then, yeah. uh, there was like a bigger focus on on the story to kind of draw you in. So like I enjoyed mm. those games back then because like it gave you kind of historical perspective, uh, and, yeah. it, and it made it that much more emotionally. Uh, enthralling to me because as you're playing these characters and you know you're you're obviously a game uh is is far different than actually being there of course but it gives you a sense uh more of a sense of of what it was like whereas now since the focus has shifted to multiplayer uh we we're so used to modern conveniences of a a modern multiplayer game uh that i think the the idea of going back to like an older setting for a multiplayer focused game isn't as appealing to me as as it was mm-hmm. as a story based uh, game going back to those settings. Uh, so I think I just have different expectations for when you go back to World War One or World War Two, uh, and and I I play those kinds of games for the story. Whereas a modern uh, Call of Duty game, you just want to jump into multiplayer, and if they have a campaign, it's kind of an uh, added content if you get to it see it's interesting that you say that though because that would be having a story would be the only reason i could see myself actually getting one because i you know i always have great intentions but i just don't have the time to be playing all the time Mm -hmm. and then i'm casual and people get super sweaty and then it's like you just you're you're so far behind before you ever really get to put a lot of time in or or whatever and it just becomes unenjoyable for me Mm -hmm. that's part of it you also have cheaters um which make it really annoying and and people that just like it's like how do you even feel good about yourself knowing that you won because you cheated like i don't i never understood that um but yeah, I think to me, and and maybe it's just because I've gotten older too, um, and and obviously with less time, I have less time to sit there and and you know got to put on headsets and now I got to talk to people. There's a lot of times when I'm playing games where like I don't want to talk to anybody. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. I just want to sit here and enjoy my thing. I don't want to have to sit here and put on headphones and turn up my mic and everything. You know what I mean? Like is is I have to say something and now there's this weird silence and <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of time I don't say anything anyway to you because like that's how I game. Like unless it was like streaming, that is different. You know, I'm I'm talking during that, but when I'm just gaming off stream, like I don't say anything to people or or, or anything. Or like I'll talk to myself a little bit if something's happening, but you know, it's like sometimes you just want, don't want to talk, and yep. <laughs> and that's where story games are beautiful because yep. I don't have to say anything to anybody. I could just enjoy it like I'm reading a book. I'm just I'm just part of the action. So um, I think I mean I'm I'm curious to know what your thoughts are if you think this will sell well. I know Vanguard has. Um, I, I want to say that's been a little rough. And uh, I I don't know. For me, they've kind of they've kind of lost me. But this could be with Modern Warfare Two. You know, this could be that like ah, dude, like that was a solid that was a solid Call of Duty, right? Like it could be enough. And I think a lot of it will grab people just from the fact that like oh yeah, dude, Modern Warfare Two was like one of the sickest Call of Duties out there. Right. So. Um, 
you know, I, I think that would be good. I wish they would get rid of the operators, though. I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I do think the the fact that it is a, a modern warfare game is going to bring back uh, maybe some of those lapsed Call of Duty people. Uh, you know, if you yeah. think back to when Modern Warfare 2 was first released, that was like the height of Call of Duty Mania, where it was like, yeah. like uh, where you had like the cable news channels reporting on it. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I think that there's, there's some nostalgia there. Uh, and uh, again, you know, given, given that the competition looks far less daunting this fall and winter, I think uh, people might turn to it that maybe would have skipped it just because uh, they don't have as many other choices to do. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, and I do say, I will say, I do like when they do have campaigns. Cause I think one of, uh, call of duty's underappreciated strengths, uh, in the past has been their campaigns have played really f- well and really fun as like a summer blockbuster yep. action movie. Just, just that yep. you're the star of like, they capture those set pieces really well. So that is a very underappreciated aspect. I think to that franchise, uh, you know, they went through that stretch where they kept getting these big stars to come in, uh, in certain roles, yeah. uh, which I kind of miss. Like, honestly, it, it it makes you feel like you're this super soldier uh, really well yeah. before you go to multiplayer and just die right away. <laughs> I don't <laughs> – it's funny. I don't like to talk to people either, and I'm always afraid because, like – I I mean it's not a really a secret anymore because I've talked about it before. I I'm a frustrated gamer, so I'm always afraid that I'm going to be talking to myself and somebody else is going to think like I'm insulting them and it's going to turn into this whole, whole ordeal. I'm going to get banned and <laughs> like it's it's a legit risk in my mind. I'm just like I should just have my mic off. Like don't even don't even turn it on. <laughs> yeah. No, I would go in, but uh, there's so many trolls these days, especially just in in like public chat. Although I would say back in when Overwatch first came out, I met a lot of really good people that I'm still friends with today just from general chat because I was all about being on chat and and you'd have a lot of toxic people. But there was also a lot of good people, too. And and sometimes, you know, you had uh, somebody was being a butt. You had to you had to stick up for somebody because like yo, what's your problem, person? Right. Um, so you know, but yeah, especially now as I'm older, I'm like I don't really want. I'm good. And you like, know, I'm, I'm cool. You know, the, the the sad part for me is I don't even know what's worse: a Call of Duty where I die right away, or like a Battlefield where I have to find somebody and then I die. Like I don't I don't know what's more frustrating to me. <laughs> nah, Battlefield for sure <laughs> because you can go, you can you might get like one kill. Like Battlefield, like I can't even see the people in Battlefield. <laughs> like I tried a couple Battlefields and like it is hard, hard. I was just like, how like how did you even see me to kill me? Like, what are you talking about? I don't see any. I, I, I see this speck in the distance and that's <laughs> like a little shine and just like, oh, damn, I'm dead. <laughs> At least with this, I could do some running and gunning. Like, that's the one thing, like to me for, for Call of Duty is almost like it's the same thing with like the, the sports games. Mm-hmm. There's little changes. If you know how to play a Call of Duty, you, you it's almost like riding a bike. You'll get very you'll be comfortable and it'll feel familiar enough to where you can at least be semi-effective and then it's figuring out and learning the nuances and all that good stuff right. but call of duty is always a solid hey i want to go in and go shoot some go pew 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 uh call of duty solid so and i think you make a, a really strong point with with so many delays especially in the fall this could 
be a be this could be a huge drop for them. This could be a huge drop for them. So we'll see leading up to it. I haven't really seen any or, or, or heard anything about gameplay or any kind of betas or anything like that. We'll see. I'm sure that there that stuff is is ongoing, but uh I mean, this definitely has me more and more curious. Uh, I'm definitely going to be checking it out, and this might be a possible... I'm going to go ahead and scoop this up. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) We shall see. But anyway, what do you got going on this weekend? What are you playing? We got to get some Evil Evil Dead in, man. We do. So so the plan is we're we're not making it three for three on weekends at the hospital. We're done. We're done with that streak here. uh, Honestly, you know, with with all that the craziness that was going on, and I I just haven't gained that much. I am ready to like. It's it's. I mean, next weekend's Memorial Day weekend, isn't it? Yes. Yes. This coming up one. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So a nice long weekend of gaming, uh, Evil Dead for sure, and I don't know what else, but I am just ready to sit at home and yeah. just game. Like I just, I'm ready for that. What about you? Uh, like I said, I'm not going to be getting much gaming in because I'm going to be traveling. We've got the wedding this weekend, so we'll be in uh, Chicago, and then uh, I head back on uh, uh, the following week. So uh, it it should be, it'll be nice to get out of town and my daughter hasn't been to chicago before so i know she's excited uh to go there which i believe they're gonna be hitting up the american doll store so she is gonna freak out she loves those things yeah um yeah so that it'll it'll be a really good time uh just to hang out and of course being able to see my dad and him being able to and then we're gonna come back out together back out to Vegas and then uh, for my niece's um, graduation. So Ryan, how much we, money are you bringing to the American doll store? <laughs> I'm not. Well, that's the thing. We're not even going because the, the wedding is an adults only wedding. Oh, okay. So okay. that's all happening. Yeah. So her birthday is a, is a day that we, that we leave. So we're going to celebrate. We're going to celebrate with my mom the day before. Uh-huh. And then we'll do a little celebrating uh, um, on our actual birthday. And then when we uh, get to Chicago and then like the surprise that uh, uh, her papa uh, will take her to the American door doll store, which was supposed to be my mom. Uh, and I know she's bummed that she can't do it, but she's doing us a huge solid. So we didn't have to take baby Aslan uh, out on a plane and do all that stuff. So it'll be good. It'll be nice. It'll be, uh, uh, I'm, I'm very excited for it, but anyway, thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Uh, don't forget, hit us up on the tweeters at land parties pod at Lucas Egan or at Smitty two, four, four, seven. Uh, we'll see what's going on gaming wise and, and how things play out the rest of this week. We hope you guys have a safe and fun Memorial day weekend. If you are, uh, here over in the, in the States, uh, again, and, and don't forget, this is about, uh, those who served as well. So, so um, making sure and making that ultimate sacrifice. So thank you uh, uh, to those folks too. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back next week. And uh, you know what it is. We love your faces.